0: Welcome to CyberSynapse, the podcast that's creating connections through cyberspace with candid conversations about cyber and tech-related issues with your host, Kath Nibbs. Do you know your GDPR from your ISO? Is your business cyber secure? If not, give agency a call on 03455 760 you can visit their website at www.theagency.com. An agency is with an I, not a Y. Welcome to this week's episode. By now you're very probably full of turkey, satiated and sitting down quite a lot. So this might be a fabulous time to listen to a podcast. So this week, I'm not joined by experts or other adults in the domains of e-safety or cyber security or anything like that. I interviewed two young ladies, Bella and Molly, and today we talk Snapchat. Um, And what we've decided is that for future episodes, we are going to have conversations about lots and lots of different apps for young people. Um, because there's something really really interesting when uh, when these ladies were talking about what what young people want adults to know um, and I thought this would be a great platform to do this uh, they're very very articulate young ladies Um hopefully you will enjoy the episode as much as I did chatting with them and have a wonderful new year uh... <laughs> And I hope you all have some New Year's resolutions. One of them being maybe to subscribe on Patreon to Cyber CyberSynapse. Um, uh, secondly, to share and rate and subscribe. You know, the more you tell people about this podcast, the more people will get to learn. And, you know, that's how ratings get seen on, on iTunes. Um, it only takes 30 seconds. You know, you go to the bottom of iTunes, there's a little star rating, and then you can leave a review. Um, I look forward to more more conversations in 2019. Take care. Welcome to Cyber Synapse. This week I'm joined by Bella and Molly. Two young ladies I had the pleasure of meeting down at um, the Institute for Arts and Therapy Education, um, a place I call IATE. Uh, I'm not sure if it's IATE or IAT. Um, mm-hmm. So I was uh, there end of September, uh, doing a lecture around social media for one of the groups that was running. And these two ladies had come in to talk about their experiences um, relating to a piece of research. Um, And one of the things that I asked these two ladies at the time is, would you like a bit more of a voice and a platform? Um, Because it was a very interesting day in terms of how the adults perceive young people using uh, cyberspace. So I think maybe we'll start off, ladies, with um, the phrase "digital epidemic." So we kind of there, there were a lot of phrases banded around that day. So we might we might get onto addiction, um, but we'll start we'll start with digital epidemic. So how how do you ladies find people relate to you on that?
1: Um, adults often say straight away that we're just naturally all addicted. Every single teenager like face screen. Um, straight away, they it's just know, it's the first thing that comes to mind, and they just kind of think that everyone's addicted, they think it's all a negative kind of vibe. Um, they don't really know the gist. I found a lot of that day when we were all speaking, all the adults were learning lots and lots.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of them were, were kind of upset. I found that when we were there, um, after your lecture, people seemed kind of taken aback because they never really actually thought about how the positive sides, and I guess that's probably partly to do with the media and how um, a lot of that is kind of portrayed, social media is portrayed as a really negative thing all the time, there's never positive. And I think people don't realize that without it, a lot of people would be kind of lost. I think even the people that were in that room I think it's a bit ironic because they actually use it mm. and they're all sitting there just saying that <laughs> we're all like addicted and that um it's so nasty it's just a bit hypocritical because they all use it so <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i did find that, that well i mean i i have that effect wherever i go with teaching because i do use a critical thinking approach and also mm-hmm. i think uh, and obviously we're not going to talk about what i did but the, there was a lot about I actually said, "Well, where's the evidence for that? Where's the evidence for that? Where's the evidence for that?" So I'm, I'm aware it caused a huge polarity in the room, and that's that's usually what I do anyway. But how how did that affect you in terms of when you could hear the adults? A, firstly at the beginning, agreeing with you know, well, it must be young people are addicted to it and it's so dangerous and you're all on it on the time and you don't know how to have conversations. Versus at the end of the day, when some people had actually gone, hmm maybe there's food for thought there so what was that like for you two
2: I think we probably had it as well a little bit I think yeah
1: yeah like don't get me wrong I do think that I'm I wouldn't use addicted to my phone but I do like I use it a lot and I I, am I would say that there's something there that I just have to check my messages and that's that's a, a separate conversation but I do think like Molly said that Adults use social media so much. Like, my mum is always on Facebook all the time. And I think my mum's more addicted to Facebook than I am. Like, And just small stuff like that. It's like, you've got to step back from the situation and kind of learn more about the topic. And, like, for example, the adults there didn't really realise the different uses about Oh, yeah. They all kind of just social media. But the word used a lot is social media. And it's not different things to do with Instagram, different things to do with Snapchat, Facebook, YouTube. And they need to step back, learn what the different things are, speak to a, uh, a teenager. And yep. exactly, and like, and just learn why we're using certain apps so much and, and what,
2: what benefits they have and also what negatives they have. I was really impressed with how, um, like actually by the end, people were really a bit more open-minded and I feel like if that was kind of shown to more adults, then maybe everyone would kind of have a more open mind because everyone's just so closed-minded about it. And there's just one, it's just so negative.
0: Okay. So what, where would you like to uh, sit? This, this is a platform for you to do that. So where mm-hmm. would you like to start with? What, what do you think adults need to know? So I think we can possibly leave Facebook because that's the one that most adults do use. Yeah. So they pretty much have an assumption about how it works. Yeah, I was thinking so. Let's not teach our grandma to suck eggs, as they say. <laughs> Let Let's talk about. So, for example, um, obviously, uh, uh, when when I was having the conversation with you down at, um down in London, we actually talked about. I, I get how people use the different apps, and I get how they use the games. I use them in therapy, so I'm pretty versed on this kind of stuff. So, yeah. what 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 app? Let's go with what app would you like to kind of bring first?
2: For me, Snapchat is probably the thing that I think is most up and coming and it's the one I use the most. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think adults don't realise that it's actually, I think it's the new texting. I don't think people really. Oh, yeah, nobody text. Yeah, I don't think people really use text. <laughs> <laughs> no. No text. No text. <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> and I think that is the way that I communicate with people, literally just to ask, like, oh, when are you free? Or all my group chats are on there on Snapchat. That is how I maintain friendships with a lot of people is through texting people on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really useful to know um, because a lot of people just assume Snapchat is for, I mean, as far as I'm aware, adults just think Snapchat is for taking nudes or something, yeah. <laughs> which I could see.
0: Yeah.
2: Original thing, but it's just not that, and it's that's <laughs> completely what we want to get away from. It's literally just texting your friends. Um, while also being able to see what other people do, um I think that's definitely the best for me. That's the one I use the most. Well, I
0: was I was- gonna, yeah, I was going to say, can can you just imagine for a moment then what it's like to hear adults when they're using Snapchat? So I have children that are slightly older than you, and it's so mm. funny when my phone goes, and it's a tiny mm. tiny noise, isn't it? And I'll go ooh because I'm like, oh, it's Snapchat. Um, my children are like, oh, mom, you know, that's where the assumption about nudies comes from, I think, actually, is it's young people thinking about
2: old people.
0: But it's, it's yeah. just a form of communication. And I have noticed that, you know, if I look at the stories and I look at what's trending and I can, um, so I, I follow quite a few big entrepreneurs and I watch what they're doing. And I'm really, really interested in Snapchat in terms of old people. I'm talking my age here, you know, 25 plus we'll just take pictures of things in town or they'll be at work and they put a filter on it and I'm like oh they're so not understood snapchat Mm
2: -hmm. so
0: do you want to do you want to kind of go into how young people use it
1: so I think first things first snapchat it it happens the picture's taken it lasts a couple seconds it's not permanent Mm -hmm. it disappears um you have stories which are I mean you have facebook stories it's the Their pictures or videos, whatever, they'll last 24 hours, so they disappear as well. But do they really disappear? (laughs) But also, all
2: your contacts see them. So, with stories, basically, anytime someone adds you on Snapchat, I think the general setting is that you don't even need to um, add them, but automatically they will see your story. So, anytime you post something on your story, all your con or anyone that adds you will see that. But um, you can also send private messages which is the one where they just disappear after up to 10 seconds, yeah. yeah. which immediately adults, as soon as they hear that, freak out. I've noticed like, yeah. they're like, oh yeah. noobs. <laughs> yeah, adults just freak out as soon as you say 10 seconds. But I think it's actually really interesting. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've always been quite interested in the idea of not having a message forever. And it. I don't know.
0: Well, to, to bore people to death, um, my, one of my um, things that I am I spend a lot of time teaching counsellors about is this GDPR. And actually, that kind of helps you with the data that you're sharing with somebody. It's gone. It, you know, you yeah. send it and then it's gone. And mm-hmm. most people don't want to have their conversations in a huge text format. Yeah. That the issues with texting, isn't it? And this is what I've found with talking to young people is text messages. Remain, they're permanent, you can go back to them. Whereas actually, you can say something on Snapchat, and I am going to quote sort of like from my client base, and you can say something for the lols, and it's a bit cheeky or it's a bit offensive, it's a bit, and yeah. it's gone, it's there, it's gone, and it's not something that that person could come back to and go, actually, did you really mean that? Yeah.
2: You it's, know, more like it's a conversation, I think. Yeah. It's, more, it's very in the moment. Yeah. I think that's one thing I really like about it. It's more normal. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's where we were kind of heading is this is this is what I find with um, when I'm talking to clients in therapy and and young people is actually it is it's it's so quick that it's in the moment and all right, yes, there are delays. So you might send a message and it might not be read for an hour or so. But if you are having a conversation, you can pick that conversation back up later Mm
2: -hmm. because
0: you have to keep it in your head, which means you were paying attention. So for all this um, let me say, the the way that the media says that you can't hold conversations, that you can't keep attention, actually, I think you managed to keep so many of them in here on Snapchat, because once it's there, it's
1: gone. You then have to keep that conversation here in your memory.
2: Yeah, you also with, meet a lot of
1: people. With, yeah, I was just going to say, with Snapchat, you have to, like, generally reply straight away. Like, yeah. otherwise, there's a term called airing. Like, if you don't reply to someone's Snapchat, and they can see, because the arrow becomes see-through,
2: um, it's rude. It's like, yeah. That, that's,
1: like that. that is
2: a, possibly a negative, which is that, you know, people do get kind of aware that, like, if someone People overthink things a lot. To say someone didn't reply to me instantly, you know, I mean, I probably wouldn't be super freaked out, but someone else might be really freaked out and think this person doesn't like me, they don't care about me. Uh, well, obviously there are a lot of other things that could be going on. Yeah, that's why I say like
1: Facebook Messenger is better in the way that you can read it, and then give me a break, let me come back to that. But Snapchat, like I said, it's in a moment. You've got to be quick. Like you can, you do things where you swipe a bit, so you can kind of like read it. Um, but you don't. It doesn't open it. It doesn't say that you've opened it.
0: That is, I'll tell you what, that has been um, one of the best pieces of advice I was given because, you know, um, it's probably something that you have received as well, um, are the unsolicited dick pics. And, you know, they they do come in fast and heavy on Snapchat sometimes. And at other times, not at all. So it it is one of those things that I'm aware of. But I'm just thinking about, um, actually, the trends. So when when snapchat first started the conversation was about you could see whether somebody somebody's screenshotted and and now we're into this actually you can see when people have read your message but not replied so this is about a new social communication that you're all having really
2: mm. yeah it's like
0: a set of rules isn't it that's constantly adapting and updating and
1: but yeah it's, very- it's it's very oh no snapchat is just modern, and it's always updated. With Instagram, it's the same concept. You've got pictures. You post yeah. pictures, it posts, everyone posts pictures or videos. Instagram, there's always new things. I mean, like, like a couple of years ago, they introduced like, lenses, where you can mm-hmm. put features, uh, faces and stuff on your face. There's always new things. You can play games yeah. on Snapchat. Yeah. I don't know why and they send you Christmas <laughs> messages. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Merry Christmas. But... <laughs> No,
0: yeah. It's, yeah, I would snap, bloody team Snapchat do my head in sometimes because you know if it's a <laughs> festive thing coming up, you just and, and I try and predict what time of the day it'll turn up as well. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's something about how, how the generation, that are, and I'm not just thinking the academics here because they do go and look at the app, but the generation that are totally misunderstanding how, how rapid this app is, how much it's meeting, meeting your needs in terms of what you want it to develop into and how you want
1: it to work for you? I've noticed more recently it's become quite um, advert-driven. It's become very smart, like uh-huh. if you're doing, so it's it's like creating a new format where you've got one size friend, um, on the second side is camera and the third side is kind of newspaper advertisement, Love Island stuff, but also you you'll subscribe to X, Y, Z, you may like this. So if I'm subscribed to like, Kim Kardashian, it will start showing all the Kardashians on my suggested. And it's
2: quite smart, I think, it's it's Yeah. I... New thing. Mm. yeah to... a
0: well, I mean, I'm gonna, work, I'm gonna show my age here slightly, but uh, in about 2008, 2009, the concept of smart shopping was first introduced to the internet and most people didn't didn't understand what was happening so they'd go they'd go onto a website and then they'd go back to uh facebook and say they'd been on ebay mm-hmm. there'd be a little advert yeah. that say they've been looking at on ebay and it, it absolutely freaked the adults out because they were just like i don't understand Is this yeah. mm-hmm. no 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 it's just following your your history and yeah. some, the way that algorithms are now being produced for each platform is very very different and snapchat has become very advert driven because it's the most popular app i think yeah. i think what it is is that you know if you think about it being a business the advertisers have gone this, this is where the population is so we'll not spend x amount of money putting it on the television in between two nickelodeon ads we'll shove it onto
2: snapchat but also i think you've brought a really important thing to then, which is that the population is on it yeah and i think a lot of adults don't realize that like a lot of people are on it and say my mum just came into my room and was like, you can't go on anymore. I'm banning it from you. I don't think she quite understand that like a lot of how I talk to people is through Snapchat. Yeah. All my friends are on me. You know, I want to see what people are doing on a weekend. It's not because I'm stalking them. Yeah. And I've just, it's It's. It's interesting. Um, And it's interesting to talk to people. And I've actually, I've met friends through Snapchat. Um, and yeah. without Snapchat and without Instagram or without these like, Sort of text-based social media apps, I wouldn't be able to but like, meet the people that I do yeah. and make the plans that I do
0: yeah well I mean that's that's a huge chunk of um, my book telling telling children to turn it off doesn't work taking it away from them is punitive and I think you might have picked up on that when I was teaching that the, there is this whole ethic around what you are doing is you're taking their social connection away you're not taking a device away you're taking their friends away and it's almost like saying right you're grounded but you can sit at the window and what I'll do is I'll, I'll put a I don't know put a fuzzy thing in between so that you think you might know what's going on but you have to best guess and it's, yeah. it's really really punitive um, and I do find that actually that adds to um, I'm just going to go with what the media says here that is adding to teenage issues of depression and angst and so on because people are literally stealing these items away from them and saying you can't have your friends which we know uh is is hugely impactful for brain development it's it's not what we do to to create good connections and it's it's really really damaging yeah no
2: i agree and i think that um we, I, I genuinely don't think that without snapchat or instagram i would be able to like not even not go out as much, but I feel like when i when I come home from school, I actually look forward to like texting people or snap testing people. It, even if I've seen them in the day, it's something that look, well, I'll feel better. I'll get a text from someone, I'll be like, oh, this is really nice. I'm continuing a conversation with them mm-hmm. because you can't be with someone all the time, that's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so yeah. easy in a way, and I think it's really amazing.
0: I'm I'm just thinking about your time spent. So when, when you're in education, so I'm thinking here of secondary school and where you are now, so the time that you're at school, you're actually doing, let me go, school things. You're you're learning yeah.
2: something.
0: Yeah. So it's it's almost like this is what this is what my my era would have done by going around and knocking on the door and saying, Are you coming to play out? and we'd go and sit outside and we'd just chat for hours and hours and hours.
1: Yeah. Which I mean, you know We still I think we still do. We do the same things everyone else did, um, or the adults did. We just text each other to meet up instead of, you know, I don't know, calling up their home phone or, or walking over to their house and just surprise and here.
2: I actually um, feel like we get more work done because instead of having to sort of go out and, you know, if I, if I was to say to my mum every day, I'm actually going to go over to my friend's house all evening to say, well, no, and I wouldn't get any of my work done. With social media, I can, divide up my time, I can do all my work. But then I can kind of like have some time to talk to my friends as well. And I think it's good to have that amount of time as well. Otherwise, mm. yeah.
0: Yeah, you did you did the eye roll there. Mm. <laughs> like, it's was just like, oh, yeah, these adults, eh? Because um, this yeah. is.
1: This <laughs> Although I do think social media has created serious FOMO. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Like,
0: In- what way do you, in what way do you describe that? And how does that... go? I was just about to do my therapy thing then, so I'm, I'll stop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What, what do you mean or <clears throat> under by that term and how does it affect you? Because obviously there's the academic versions of it. There's also, actually, this is your reality. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you find happens from
1: it? So FOMO's fear of missing out. And basically, stuff like Snapchat, instant, the way it's instant, there's some sort of policy belt instantly post a picture of themselves all together and it won't just be one person it'll be 60 people um and that's straight away like within seconds I know that they're at someone's party I know that they're,
2: you know where they are because you can yeah you can snap that and
1: yeah. say if you're not invited to that party even if like they're not even your friends you're like okay they're out they're partying whereas I completely agree that adults say that when when they were younger, like it's the same as going to school and hearing about that policy. But but we see it at the time when we're alone watching TV and we hear it the next day. So that is something where you could just kind of ignore it at the time. But we it's constantly in our face.
2: Yeah. But even if you kind of don't go on Snapchat for a day, you know, because I'm I've got a couple of group chats. If you miss out on like a, a plan, you might end up not going because you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um and that can sometimes be quite stressful because you're just worried. Um, oh, yes. you, you, wanna, you wanna keep your friendships. Um, but and I think that's another reason on why, I think social media is here and it's here to stay. And I don't think adults saying, get rid of it is going to help. I think we have to like adapt it to our lives. And, mm. I, and I think that um, it, I think everyone normal now. It's not It's like, massive effort. it's normal and i think people need to kind of get used to that yeah it's literally i see it as like a normal part of my life about your um
1: if you if, if plans are made you miss it i have a story that my friends so i do um a thing called ccf which is combined cadets and um yeah. in year 11 there's this massive thing where you train to be instructors and it's the whole year and you go on a seven day x um and it's just like a bit yeah it's great <laughs> but so we had a big we had a big celebration um at the end of our seven day X because we were all absolutely just dead and kind of traumatized from being attacked at five in the morning <laughs> um but and so we all like we have our cada which is what it's called we have our cada um, group chat and everyone just tells, "Hey, okay, party around at mine. This is like the after party for CADA. Um, it'll be at this time, this place. This girl who, she basically, it was during GCSEs. It was just before we had a GCSEs, we had this party. Because she was revising for GCSEs, she missed all the messages. And she ended up missing two CADA parties. Yeah. And she didn't even find out until we all went back to school. And I just, yeah. Yeah. It's all about past- my social media.
0: So not just missing the party, she also missed the conversations about what was happening at the party at the time mm. of the party and the conversations afterwards as well. Yeah. So that's quite a big chunk, really,
1: isn't it? Mm. it didn't even, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Oh, sorry. It was during um, it, it was during the holidays, so she didn't know it even happened, even it existed, anything until she got back to school and she was like, "What are you guys talking about?" Like,
2: yeah, which is why parents <coughs> need to understand that. The reason I'm going on my phone is because I'm trying to. I'm like people are messaging. It, yeah, people you. are messaging me, and I don't want to miss out. Um, like if I just spoke yeah. to Molly right now and I
1: was speaking to her and she just ignored me, it would be rude. <laughs> like so, yeah. speaking to me on social media, and I just like I see they're messaging me and I don't reply. It's gonna be rude. Like the same way.
0: Yeah. Well, this is what I explained to you about. um, so on, on my, uh, when I'm talking to clients and so, and I talk to them and say, and I am aware that you might text me for an appointment or you might message me, whatever it is that you do or whichever method you use, I can't always get back to you straight away because mm. I might be in supervision or I might be teaching or I might be doing da, 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 da. And I have that conversation with young people because you know, they, they forget sometimes that us oldies don't know these rules. There's, there's an expectation, isn't there, that everybody understands the mm. rules of the internet and they're forever
2: changing. Mm, yeah,
0: true. So how do you how do you keep up with these forever changing rules? And secondly, because you mentioned the anxiety, what how would you describe your your anxiety in terms of not being up to date with conversations or not being up to date with group chats? Because it seems to be group chats that are the most important. Yeah. Um, so how
1: do you keep
2: up with
1: situations?
2: Um, I've kind of found that. I tend to make sure that I know what's going on like the baseline. So if someone sends like a meeting, obviously I'm going to look at that. And I think, you know, when someone, when something's important, if people are just having a kind of normal anxiety. chat, Oh, sorry. No, not, this is the, not I'm <laughs> This is the, no, no, no okay. The keeping up, state. but um, I find that I tend to kind of just remove myself from the situation. If I, um, if something's going on a bit, because I always know that I can catch up um obviously I make sure I know what's going on but I, I mean I went through a period of time a couple of years ago where I did get really anxious about not being advised to parties um and that was probably through seeing people on social media um and I kind of found that just removing removing myself from that situation was the best thing to do yeah. um or even that and actually with the social media you can you always find someone that's not there um and i sometimes end up making fans of people that i know aren't there on social media um and just kind of maintaining a conversation with someone all night who's not at that party it's just that it's that i wouldn't have that if i didn't have social media i would be sitting at home crying to myself
0: (laughs) yeah or with the parents
2: um i
0: was just thinking do you think it's about learning a rhythm as well then because what you were talking there is not just not just like the rhythm of how many times per day you check but the rhythm of the conversation and I'm I'm I keep talking about and I'm I'm actually going to give away a little bit of my uh, book and my thinking here I think there's something about and you only start to develop these thinking skills as you start to go through probably from about year nine upwards so before year nine it's very very anxiety provoking because you haven't found the rhythm of conversations with adolescents yet and it, it takes yeah. a bit of a it's almost like trying to fit a puzzle together it takes you a little bit of time just to get into the synchrony of what yeah. everybody's doing and it's it's a yeah. like, check on under check and and that leaves you with this anxiety would, mm. would that kind of sound about right in
1: what it might be Definitely. like yeah I get seriously bad FOMO like really bad act. like when when I see stuff going on I'm like oh my god great and it, not so much parties because I oh don't know I thought a would of a lot of parties. but like even just when your friends are meeting up it, you're like oh was I meant to meet up with them like slightly weird that like see if you see two people together you're like oh I want to be with them um and yeah I have I completely agree with you in a way that I definitely have learned to recently Lancie, without, yeah that was definitely a thing that I reasoning. did but I it's I like year really 10 learn, yeah. yeah something like year 10, 11 or year would,
2: 10 you yeah. realise who your friends are it, it just as growing up just genuinely developing as a person you become more like understanding and you know I if I'm not invited to a party I'm fine and I don't care because I know that I can do other things Um and Oh, I think that's generally just growing up, As yeah. But I, mean, I think that's the same, not just because of social
1: media, because of everything. Yeah, I assume. Like, what,
0: what would it be like if I reframed your FOMO into um, I feel envious and sometimes I feel left out, which is different to the fear. So this this idea of fear of missing out is it? A, do you know? in it applied to my age group, and and you know, Neanderthals probably have this feeling. Uh, mm-hmm. We tend to call it something like envy or jealousy. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. what it do is, it's that in-group, out-group, them and us, and it, it makes you yeah. feel excluded. So for me, there's something about when I'm, so I talk to a lot of adolescents about this, and this is what I'm tending to see is, actually, it's, it's a little bit of envy, you know, oh, I wish I was at that concert, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't get invited. But then also, you've just covered it really brilliantly there in terms of, um, oh, did I forget? Did I, did I not go to something I was supposed to go to? You mm-hmm. know, that actually, that sounds like being a human being yeah and an adolescent who is traversing through this landscape of gotta get gotta get communication right, gotta get timing right, gotta get social interactions correct, not make a fool mm. of myself, and also then you've got all these other drives that are natural and normative around um attraction to people and sexuality and it's mm. it's kind of all been brought to a central place with social media hasn't it yeah and
1: like yeah. I'm definitely, FOMO definitely envy and jealousy. But, um, yeah, I guess you kind of learn, I think more recently, instead of everyone being like, oh my God, I'm really left out. It's more, um, I don't even, I'm not even friends with those people. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to hang out with them. Whereas say year nine, year eight, year nine, you're like, I don't care if I'm not friends with them. I have to be there. Everyone else is there. Yeah.
0: Um, so, just in terms as a researcher, if people were to go back to kind of the the behaviours that happen in the schoolyard, pretty much that's what I, that's what they would see happening between groups of people. There would be a group over here, you know. This is what this is what people say to me in therapy: the populars, mm. the mm. emo. Uh, yeah, this is going back over a few years. People get categorised, and then it's like, but I need to be in, in that group and that one, and you mm. can't be in both places at the same time. But if you're on social media, you can kind of take a picture with this group, and then almost. Rush off to the other party and be seen with yeah. the other one, and have evidence of being where where you want to be, where you need to be, and
2: kind of what that's like
0: to be with people.
2: I feel like a lot of people also have become. I think people have become more social. Like, yeah, I, I believe that you know, people who may find it really hard to like communicate to lots of people actually they can find ways to communicate online, um, and I think that actually yeah. does help as a it connects different. it's not just it's yeah. no longer in
1: your city in your country you've got people all over the world who are the exact same as you um and it's your pool's gone from what like like say thousand two thousand people to a billions of who you can chat to
0: yeah yeah there's a term in um in in one of the one of the groups and companies that i follow because i'm i'm also as Guilty as everybody else of using social media and I happen to follow like some big um uh, they're called consciousness engineering groups and so on which sounds a bit wiffy waffy doesn't it but there there's a term about the culture scape so the culture scape is what is what culture you are in well your, your culture scape is right the way around the world now mm-hmm. there's hardly a place that you cannot connect with therefore that that yeah that distance is uh, and, and I I regularly shock people when I say hunter-gatherer tribes 150 people when you look at kind of a population of a small village you know you're not looking at much more than that the village that you're part of now is approximately 4.8 billion
2: mm-hmm. and yeah. that's how
0: people have access to the internet now i don't know what it's like to live with 4.8 billion people i just cannot comprehend it which is kind of why i shared that diagram of um like the the space that you have to keep within your head and then there's the space about mm-hmm. the rest of the space mm-hmm. It's, it's all about 4.8 billion people, and that's now. So in two years' time, it's going to be nearer to the population of the world, isn't it? It's just going to keep increasing and increasing. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: I think you're absolutely spot on. Now, if that's not socialising and culturizing I don't know what is.
2: Mm,
1: yeah, it's, it, it's way to think about, like, even our friend um, Fergus, he, he wants to be like a singer, so he has a public Instagram page, and he has all of like, people who view Instagram, which is a lot of the Western world, um, mm. they can see his thing on Instagram and YouTube, but to get himself more out there, he's downloaded Chinese social media, like, he's found out apps that are, are popular in China, um, and posted his videos
2: onto there, which is it's so weird. It's great. I think, I think for people to say that we've become more antisocial, social media, that I think they've got completely the wrong end of the stick. That's just a lie because we have got more social. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. even with people, you know, a lot of people go through stuff, and I think a lot of people find ways to kind of help. I don't know if it's to say we're going through like a really hard time. I genuinely think people could find someone online or social media can really help in in terms of like say so you've got like anxiety, you'll find people that are going through the same thing as you. Um, and yeah. and even like homework, you can you can find people that'll help you with that. Oh, yeah. Find people with the same interests. You know, there's this massive thing about like standing a band. Like people they just you find people with the same interest as you and your friendship just <coughs> with someone goes from being like, as you said small to literally so many people from so many different places. Yeah. I mean, think
1: about
0: the show Catfish. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah, find romances online—it's just—it's weird. Um, I, well, weird romances is what I might. <laughs> <laughs> <To>
1: someone <laughs> yeah. actually true
0: love. <laughs> um, right. So, in terms of the question that I asked earlier, because um, this is my skill to be able to hold it in and and come back to it. So how do you adapt now that we've just talked about the number of people that there's, there is in, in this cyberspace that you're part of, how do you keep up to date with the, the ever changing rules and you know, what's, what's acceptable and what's not. So for example, um, most of my age wouldn't know what ghosting is. Okay. They just wouldn't know what it was to be ghosted. So I'm, I'm just thinking about now that term is literally old hat now because people don't get ghosted, you know, um, how do you keep up
1: with this? I think it's a lot of you experience something you experience being ghosted etc and then someone brings it to voice and all of a sudden as soon as a big social media platform kind of is like oh does anybody else do this or it will become yeah as, as soon as it's on like a big platform and people relate to it it gets shared and
2: mm-hmm.
1: it becomes an urban dictionary
2: term and, so we've had it for a long time I feel like I know it's probably an annoying thing to say but I feel like I kind of just naturally adapt to what's going on um I don't need to really be told I just sort of know and I think a lot of I think adults, don't, adults can't really connect with that because they haven't I mean computers have only really been a thing for like a decade or two I don't think like people don't really connect on the same level that we do And I I think we just used to it, and we just know what's right and what's wrong. We know different terms, Mm -hmm. but even
1: like everyone has slang. All it was not like we're some crazy bunch of oh look, the word ghost has appeared. Like all adults had slang. I mean, like what's a blondie? I don't know. Adults use it, but
2: But also if adults joined social media, they would get it. Yeah, it's just,
1: everyone's talking about the word, I mean, same with, like in the school playground If someone's using a word, you know it, you're going to find out and it
2: all links with different things. Yeah, you have to experience it before because a lot of people are just outsiders <laughs> to what's going on. You have to, I, I promise you, literally any adult gets Snapchat, they will understand after a couple of weeks what is going on and everything that's happening. So I don't, yeah, I don't think that
1: do we really want mums
2: on <laughs> no, <exactly.
0: laughs> Basically, what you were saying is that this is similar to words said in the playground, that what you would do is you'd go and you'd find out what that word meant. Um, but now you see, this is the thing, do we want mums on there? I happen to have been talking, I was editing my podcast at home and my youngest son started laughing when he heard me on the podcast saying blah, blah, blah. And that's like, when you go to land parties. And he went, how do you know about land parties? And I said, hey, I'm down with the kids. I am I am really really impressed because this is why I'm such an advocate for your age group in terms of the the idea of you're you're adapting to this you don't there's there's something about the way you've just proposed (laughs) your your learning ability there and this is how many adults are getting it wrong aren't they they're saying well they're, they're they're on their phones all the time they're addicted they're not learning they're not capable of doing this actually you're adapting in a world that's this almost like a new colony to, akin to going to a new planet. It's like you're all moving with it and adapting and you're just doing it. It's happening naturally. Nobody's coming in and it, trying to explain these rules to you. And I think that's what I'll, <laughs> us adults, because there's possibly parts I don't understand, but this is what I think we don't understand is how are you doing this? Let's criminalise it. Let's scaremonger it. Let's label it. Let's... Uh, yeah. The one that I hate the most is let's pathologise it. Let's give it a label and say that you've got some sort of issue or something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And and this is what this is why I kind of went back at some of the people in that room as if to say, no, there isn't any evidence for that. And actually, where is where is that pathology from? And it doesn't exist for young people. You you're you're so right in terms of the way that you've adapted to this technology is you you this is your life, this is your normal. And and mm-hmm. I think something about I do see lots of academics at the moment arguing on uh, particularly Twitter, because that's where the academics tend to hang, ha- hang out, I've noticed, because that's where they can do this um, bitching at each other, basically. And what I have noticed is they do talk about, um, you know, the violent, violent media causes violent people, and that's incorrect. And then there'll be this whole hullabaloo about why it's correct, why it's not, why young people... And I'm, I'm going, well, where's the young people's voice? And that's, that, was so, that was so important when I came down and I was in London that I wanted to actually get some young people so I'm going to extend this interview process um, to to any of your friends, colleagues and any other young people who might listen to your interview um, because I think not only do I get to speak to the old academics and older people and so on and so forth actually it's the young generation that I want to have a voice about this. Yeah. Parents understand this and teachers understand this it means the communication and conversation they can have with you is much more open it's it's less taboo and this this was what I culminated at the end of last week's episode um when I was talking with Alan we said it always comes back to communication and and this is where I'm finding the issue is is when I say to a parent but wh- wh- why didn't you ask them what they were doing well because it's that social media cat. well mm-hmm. find out about it go on it you know play the game learn
2: well, you have to go into it to understand it's Absolutely. like it's like a job interview you wouldn't go for a job knowing nothing about what your
1: job is nothing about the company itself and just expect to be get like to get a job uh, well
0: on. parenting I'm going to do the plus and minus on that one parenting is exactly that you go for a job yeah. all about and then it turns out to be completely wrong mm-hmm. but, but then this is this is the other issue, is this is where parenting, uh, and, and this is why I'm doing this podcast, is because parents are not understanding and they're not knowing how to have these conversations. Mm. They don't know, if you like, what it is they're supposed to do. So this, this is another way of saying, well, actually, if you've just heard these young people, perhaps there's an element here of going and asking your young person. And it's what I spend most of my time doing in parenting techniques is saying, sit with them, watch the game, Learn what they mean when they say that. You know, I always talk about something called the spaghetti rule for games, and I say how long does spaghetti take? Twelve minutes. Well, when when a child's playing a game, and say for example it's Halo, because that was our thing in this house, Halo and Gears of War and so on, and and it'd be Team Deathmatch. You have to wait until you know that happens on COD as well. Sorry. And, and you'd be sat waiting. Well, you can't just wait 12 minutes. You've got to wait until the end of the game. And you've got to wait for certain save points. And you've got to wait. And, you know, children know how to keep that. Well, I just need to get to the next save point, And the next one. And the next one. But if you're an astute parent and you pay attention, you'll be able to say, no, hang on a minute. That was, that was the save point. I saw what it said on the screen. And with, with Snapchat, it's about learning, you know, how to use it. Like I've said, uh, some of my friends who are adults who are on Snapchat, it's I'm not sure they know how to use Snapchat they are using it but I'm not sure they know how to
1: use it do you know what I mean yeah that's the thing that I was saying like do we want mums on Snapchat it's because people who don't understand how to use it will literally like you said post a picture of their cat or something and then put like a cat filter on their cat and you're like oh no <laughs> that's not how it works yeah and not to do
0: drunk I think- ones not to do drunk yeah. ones either because that's the other side of it, it-
2: but the yeah. thing you said about um the 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 games and having to like last that long. I think the same applies with like Snapchat and texting that if I'm having a conversation with someone I know I can see why parents might find it annoying, but if it's, it could be actually an important conversation. You mm-hmm. can't if I was speaking to them face to face, you would not walk into the conversation, interrupt and say, Stop talking. You like yeah. you have to let me like, finish the conversation. I'll try and end it, but you can't just cut me out. Especially, I find with Snapchat, like, a massive thing I use it for. is actually opening up to people. A lot of people are more willing to open up on Snapchat. I don't know why. I delete. But, I delete. like, I, I found I've I gotten really close to being on Snapchat because they're more willing to open up. <coughs> um, and I think sometimes I'll be having quite an intense conversation with someone. And if my mum was, like, just turn that off, she doesn't understand that actually oh, yeah, like, you can't just
1: you can't. Can't just walk, walk away right now. If someone was crying to you face-to-face, face, you wouldn't just be like, anyway, I'm going for tea, so see you later. You've yeah. got to... Well,
0: that, that's, that's... Yeah, that's why I gave the two examples of the rugby match where nobody's ever walked on and dragged their kid off in terms of, right, your tea's ready, that's it. But actually, yeah. this, this allows... And um, this does allow, actually, for parents to say, tea'll be ready in five minutes, so... You know, basically, start to wrap your conversations up because that's what would yeah, happen
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, if you were playing. If you were playing out, if you were, I don't know, five, six, or seven, and you were all playing in the garden, one mum might come around and say, "Can you tell? I don't know. Can you tell Bobby his tea's ready in five minutes, please?" You know, and then that child gets a natural ending towards the end of the play. No, oh, Mom, I don't mm. want to go. Okay, I know, but let's finish it. And then it comes to a natural end rather than the sudden stop, which creates mm. the anger. Like, like the example I gave of the three-year-old with Lego.
2: It's a normal, normal reaction. Normal. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 I'm not an idiot. I can turn off my phone. <coughs> and I can, I can wrap up a conversation. And if I've got to go, I will obviously wrap it up. But if someone just takes off my phone, takes away my phone from me, like that, that would just reduce me to, yeah, <laughs> not be. It would not end well.
0: A ball of anger might be a good metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A ball a ball of um, probably crying anger, sort
2: of, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, and probably on the one other, one other side as anger. well. And this, it all comes back to if I, you know, my phone got taken away. Not only would it anger me, but it probably anger the other person because suddenly be like they're the just caught, and it's like,
0: yeah, I, I've actually talked about that in the book. That that this is this is the bit that parents don't understand. So, for example, and I'll just do the game analogy here. If somebody was to walk up and end the game actually that might have been a really important point if it was a team match and what's what's just mm-hmm. happened is a you've just let this young person's friend group know that they've got a mum that's just turned it off or a dad that's just cut the plug off because that happens as well um you know that kind of thing and then everybody's sat waiting and they've now lost this game and when they go back to school the following day that poor child is then Picked on, bullied. You yeah. know, ha, 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 I can't believe you lost us that game. You know, it's really important, especially if it's a worldwide game, because then you can be kicked from groups. You know, oh, he's the kid that gets everything turned off, or oh, she's the person who can So y- yeah. you can be excluded by the actions of your parents.
1: Yeah, yeah. the only the only um, negative about that with social media, I'd say, is that there's so many connections. But with a say, if it's a rugby match, it's okay. End of the game, like a chapter not playing rugby with social media when you give five minutes okay five minutes i'll finish this one conversation but my other 12 still going on in the background it's still happening i can't mm. forget about it all same with gaming you can finish a game but there's always going to be more levels yep. and that's where it hooks you
0: yeah and and this is this is where i think parents don't understand how many for it because they only see you in a room with your phone mm. There's no understanding of how many people you're connected to at that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Now that conversations from during the day, which have amounted up, so you've got 12, com- you know, it's that. Oh, I've got 12 conversations to reply to after tea. Then I've got three to do when it's nearly bedtime because that's when America and me are awake and we're chatting and it's da 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 da. da. So you've got all these time zones to take into account as well. Mm. Yeah. It's- a lot. See, this is this is why I'm so much. And how amazing is your age range to be able to manage all of that?
2: Well, when we're you... very intelligent generation. <laughs> I, I, think, yeah. I think. I think we are. Like, I, I also think it kind of links to. No one's brought this up, but I genuinely feel like we wouldn't know a lot about what's going on in the world without social media. Like, for example, all this stuff about. Um, like Donald Trump, Brexit, we all suddenly have really strong opinions. And that is because we see what's going on on social media. We see how celebs, like people that influence us, kind of react. And we take that on board. Without that, we probably wouldn't know what was going on because you wouldn't be interested in in it. But when we see the people that we look up to and other people are sort of following, okay, I'm going to use Trump Trump as an example, in that election, even though it doesn't, necessarily have a direct influence on us because we're not in america you know we see all of these people that we look up to like going against him then we do our research from that and that's because we see it on social media yeah. um, and i think that's amazing i think it's so empowering yeah. and we're, like can it is such a strong platform to, be able to influence people and make a change oh yeah and that's not something that we've really had before up until I would say it's mostly Instagram that's been able to do this. yeah all the different news stories, but yeah.
1: it does um I don't know whoever you are and whoever you follow your 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 feed will influence you a lot mm-hmm. like happened down, and I don't know if that happened like before social media, I guess whoever you hang out with that I don't know if the news is less political um but whatever my feed is, if I'm like a liberal person all my news will be liberal and it will be against the I don't think I got one single um one single news update on my Facebook or anything going oh but we love Trump because you know like that's obviously not mm-hmm. me. so um so it was all distorted but there has to be as a billions of things saying we love Trump because I mean he won the election but um not
0: yeah. Popular... <laughs> yeah yeah there is There is a phrase that you're the you're the sum of the five people that you hang around with um Mm -hmm. okay so if you now extrapolate that to you are the sum of your social media feeds because if, if and you're right that that is one of the things that does happen with an algorithm but then again you wouldn't be hanging around with people that had opposing views if they they it's that them and us group and if you didn't hang around with these people in kind of i'm just thinking the best way to explain this is my age if i thought somebody was racist or a bully I wouldn't hang around with them so then I wouldn't put them onto my social media feed so mm-hmm. what what did and I said this when I was teaching was that we all added our school friends and then before long I started going delete 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 and there was a reason I didn't hang around with them and I'm not having them on my social media feed either mm-hmm. and I, I I tailored it
1: yeah but that's something that comes with maturity I feel mm-hmm. like because in year eight don't care who they are in my year. Like, Bremel quest, Bremel quest, we're all following. Mm. And you don't actually start to think, "Mm, actually, I don't want to see their pose. And I didn't, I don't think I started, I've had social media what since I was in year five. Mm. And I don't think I've started deleting people until about this year, where I've been like, actually, I don't know who
2: you are. Yeah, first of all, I don't know who you are. Second
1: of all, like, um, you're rude. And the things you pose are just annoying. And yeah, that's maturity.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what? I said it would be um about f- half an hour to forty-five. Yet again, we have just done fifty-something minutes. No, <laughs> we've got fifty-five, fifty-six. So what I think I'm going to do is probably bring this to a close. um I think what I'll do, ladies, if you're if you're totally up for this, is I'll have you back because we've only covered one tiny fraction. We've we've touched on Snapchat. And, okay, look, <laughs> look where it's led us. So again. If if you're more than happy, we, I mean we could have a, we could do group zooms. So this is the other fabulous thing. We could do it, and we could have four or five people. So if if any of your friends are interested, we could do that, and this could be something that really really helps um, the adults understand. One of the difficulties is is um, interviewing younger people. So whilst I'd like to be able to do that, obviously there's ethical guidelines that I do have to follow.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: but there is something about okay, so let's have these conversations on behalf of the the age group that you used to be because actually you're closer to that than I was and I didn't have social media Mm
2: -hmm.
0: okay so this has been loads of fun but Mm. thank you very much for your time this evening thank you you you. this podcast was edited by Rory Kavanagh an audio enthusiast, a music producer.